It is 10 minutes now before 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Elizabeth Biney, who is Equal Education's Head of Research. So today, Equal Education released its research report into how school infrastructure shapes teaching and learning in South Africa. Key findings from the report show that not having enough classrooms, having classrooms with too many learners, overcrowded classrooms, and having facilities in poor conditions harm the motivation of both the learners as well as the teachers. Elizabeth Biney now joining us on the line. Elizabeth, good afternoon. Thank you so much uh, for making time time for us. I guess it is common cause, right, that um, the infrastructure plays a role in the conducive environment that is being created for teaching and learning. Good afternoon. Yes, thanks for having us. I mean, this is what equal education has been, um, you know, alluding to for many years now. And um, in the past, you know, we've been very focused on the health health and safety implications of school infrastructure. And often when conversations around, um, you know, learning and teaching experiences are discussed, it tends to focus on you know, pedagogical issues like quality of um, teachers, um, you know, learning and teaching materials. Um, we are looking at the curriculum. And often infrastructure is either um, avoided or sidelined in the conversation. And so this report really is trying to bring in that element and to really shine the light on the importance of having a conducive environment to address the crisis that we are facing in the sector holistically. So we have the norms and standards, and equal education, mm. again, has been going to court, taking um, government to court, uh, the basic education department over this. But but what else could there be done outside of just getting a declaratory order? Because clearly that's not enough. Yes, and I mean, um, having a court order really is just one part of the, 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 the victory, right? It's about implementation of the orders afterwards and monitoring to make sure that indeed education departments are doing what they're supposed to do and they've been ordered to do. But the, what we are seeing in this sector specifically is a lack of political will to address the, the, the crisis with the urgency and, you know, the, the, the speed and expediency that it deserves. And so we are always finding education departments making excuses, passing the back, coming up with all sorts of reasons why they are not performing as they should. And learners are consistent consistently and constantly being harmed or, you know, caught in the middle of their excuses and their lack of commitment and obligation towards them. And so we need as a whole of society and all of government to actually come wake up and have proper action, effective implementation of what is needed by law and what the courts have said that should be done so that these learners are offered some relief and they are given an equal opportunity and chance to succeed at this thing that is called education and in life. How bad is the situation? I see that um, the Eastern Cape is once again leading uh, when it comes to infrastructure where not proper material is being used. The, the situation is very bad and what makes it worse is that we don't actually have reliable way of measuring or um, of finding out what the extent of the problem is because the data that the department itself has is unreliable. One minute they're reporting a set of figures at portfolio committees, meetings. In another minute they are reporting 
publishing things online that the numbers are not always speaking to each other. And that suggests that they have a data problem, which then affects planning problem. And if we don't know what the extent of the problem is that we are planning towards to address, we are constantly going to be chasing a moving target. And you see the rural provinces are always affected, are disproportionately affected because of apartheid, the inherited and very bad situation that we are struggling to undo. So it's always lenders in rural provinces that are going to be at greater disadvantage when we talk about this infrastructure crisis. What do you think should happen now? We really need a holistic, multi-pronged approach to this um, sort of problems that we are facing in the sector, in that we cannot address the issues, you know, one at a time or at a piecemeal. We need a consolidated, consented effort to address the challenges at all. So we are seeing that infrastructure affects teaching and learning, you know, so that um, um, learning and teaching materials or the curriculum, we cannot always focus on one thing and then the other is left to um, sort of suffer. And so we need education departments to actually set up. They need to come to the party. We are, it, it's about time they let go of the excuses and actually put the commitment, the will, and the effort where it is needed. We can't afford the little resources in the in the sector to be, you know, siphoned away or wasted away when learners are still struggling for basics such as toilets. Um, I see one of the recommendations that you are making as well is that the provincial um, education departments must develop a forward-looking infrastructure plan that puts an end to the current overcrowding and prevents future overcrowding. What do the numbers tell us currently and when we look at the international and global average, how do we fare in comparison? I mean, we, we didn't go as far as even comparing ourselves to international standards, but what we know is that we have a serious um, spatial inequality in the sector in that there are certain um, provinces, I mean, with the Gauteng and the Western Cape, they are in-migration provinces. So they are constantly attracting um, learners from other provinces around them. And so it puts pressure on their capacity of schools in those provinces. So such provinces need to put in place long-term proactive planning that actually preempts or um, sort of forecasts this uh, immigration of learners so that we don't have overcrowded classrooms, we don't have admission crisis at the beginning of each academic year, and learners actually have as equal access to education. We don't have some registering late or coming into the system late or even sitting at home because they do not have a place in the school. Thank you so, so much for your time. That is Elizabeth Bainey, who's Equal Education's Head of Research on uh, the report that they have released looking at um, how infrastructure shapes teaching and learning. And